Welcome to the Education Technology Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. The classroom is sometimes the best place to try out new technology. You get to see exciting new innovations, applications, and you get to see how it might impact future generations. Nowhere is this more evident than with VR, which is already giving students a chance to walk in other people's shoes. Coming on the podcast today to tell us a bit more about bringing VR to the classroom and how it's getting easier for students to use this fun new technology is Monica Burns, an ed tech and curriculum consultant and founder of Class Tech Tips. Monica, how are you today? Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. You know, I think this technology is really exciting and I've been interviewing a lot of people about VR application in different industries, but with education technology, I feel like it might reach its peak. You know, you might actually see VR used to its full potential just because of the immersion that you can get out of it. So I'm just excited to chat more about this. Could you tell me a bit more about VR coming into the education technology landscape and how it's actually increasing, how people are seeing it more and more? It's been really exciting to see the different ways that VR is being accepted and integrated and used in lots of different learning experiences. So I am a former uh, New York City public school teacher from a one-to-one classroom, and now I spend time in lots of other people's classrooms and working with educators, preparing them to create really thoughtful, uh, tech-rich learning activities. And so there's a few things that we do, but one of the most exciting things for me this year has been working with students from pre-K with VR embedded into interactive presentations. So using the content that you can find at 360cities.net, for example, embedded into Nearpod through their Nearpod VR platform and having students move side to side, explore new places, really build some background on different topics. And that's just right scratching the surface of what you can do when you start moving to more dynamic experiences with headsets where students are walking and exploring new places. So how is VR getting easier to use for these students? Or I guess how is it increasing in availability? I feel like VR went through a phase where it was a luxury or something that was, you know, cost a lot of money or was just a fad. But now it's getting to the point where anyone can access it from their phones. You know, all these Samsung phones that come with VR goggles and bringing it to the classroom, how is it becoming more accessible? Yeah, so there's a wide range, right? You can really scale a VR integration in the classroom. Last year at ISTE, I had the chance to connect with the folks at Lifelike. They have their Microsoft HoloLens, really just a magical way to interact with content, right? So that's at one end of the spectrum, as well as your Google Expeditions and things where you're bringing in a little bit more hardware than you might normally have in your pocket. Yet there's also really low cost experiences where students or educators might have a smartphone in their pocket that connects to a free resource like New York Times VR or CNN VR or some of the content hosted on YouTube by folks like National Geographic. And then they can either use just their hands moving back and forth without a headset or grab a Google Cardboard off of Amazon for under $10 or design a headset and have students 3D print their designs to put that smart device into. So there's a wide range where you have some free content that's ready to go on devices that you may already have in your classroom with or without a headset, all the way to more dynamic content with curriculum built in and different kind of platform for distribution. 
Yeah, that's what I like about VR is that it can be brought as either, you know, a treat, something that's fun and to just expand the kind of technology that students are exposed to, but it can also be meshed into, you know, day-to-day learning. It can be part of the curriculum, and I think that's what's most exciting for me is finding ways to apply it to daily learning. What are some of those ways? What are ways that teachers and school districts are bringing VR into the education landscape on sort of a more daily basis? Yeah, so there's a few different ways that I see and in the conversations that I have with educators about different use cases and what they're doing. One big one is providing opportunities for students to build background knowledge on different topics. I always tell a story about, I was just giving a keynote uh, last week in Florida to a group of educators, and I shared the story that I tell frequently about working with students with reading passages where, you know, accessing those materials, thinking about the setting of the story, right? If we haven't seen these places on television, if we haven't been to this spot before, if it's our first time, right, really thinking about what life is like in the particular place in the world, VR experiences can really help build a foundation for deeper learning experiences with those curriculum connections uh, kind of ready to go. So there's that part, right, of introducing students to new places to help them make meaning of text or course content. You also have an opportunity for students to understand a little bit more what life is like in other parts of the world from an empathy building capacity. So if we're thinking about having students understand what the day in the life of a child in a different part of the world is like, right, we can do that through immersive VR experience. Experiences. That is a really interesting application. Being able to introduce children to other parts of the world, I think, is really important. Making sure that they're cultured from a young age and doing that in a way that feels fun. You know, you get to put on goggles and walk around and look at a, you know, remote area that you would have never seen before. They don't even know that they're becoming more empathetic. You know, it, it doesn't feel like a forced lesson. It just becomes a natural lesson. I, I think that's really exciting. Yeah, and it's really neat to think, right? A student might not have, you know, that vocabulary to say, I have more empathy for this person, or now I understand what life is like for them. But it all is part of that process, um, whether they're really aware of what's happening at the time or they're just building that capacity in these small moments. Why do you think VR is the technology that is being introduced more in classrooms? And and why do you think it's so important to introduce children to this technology earlier? Well, I think that because it's becoming more accessible, both from different devices and from price point, it's become a way to move or shift from the let me show you a video to hook you in the beginning of a lesson, right, which serves a purpose in certain aspects. But let's do something that's more immersive. Let's transport ourselves there, right? We can read about the Grand Canyon in our textbook all we want, but we might not be able to take a field trip when we're talking about westward expansion or national parks or different types of geological features. What if we're able to quickly and purposefully transport ourselves to this place to really see what we're learning about in action? So I think that there's so many reasons that educators are deciding to bring virtual reality in the classroom. And one of it is that relevancy, right? That instant application of content. So students are able to connect what's happening within the four walls of a classroom to the outside world. When you were an educator yourself, was VR around or was the prospect of 
VR around and if if not if if there was just some other technology that you were using while you were an educator that was new or exciting what was it like as an educator to take this new technology and implement it was it difficult did it come naturally what was your experience well, I think the best connection to my classroom experience is introducing early augmented reality apps into classroom learning experiences with my students. And so one of the things that I think we all you know, can be guilty of when we see something bright, new and shiny is we just want to make it happen, right? Without too much thought behind it. And that's really one of the reasons why I have a book that came out last year with ASCD called Tasks Before Apps. And that's really my gut check my like, why are we doing this? Right? What's the task? What's the learning goal? What's the purpose? Whether it's an app or whether it's a website or whether it's a VR headset, right? Why are we doing this? And so there's so many great reasons to use different digital tools in a particular learning experience you're developing for students. And so when I think back to my time in the classroom and the choices that I made, right, I wasn't 100% all there when it came to that task before apps mentality because I was excited. I was caught up in the moment. There's something bright and shiny and I knew my kids were going to be excited about it. However, right, the more purposeful we can be, the more connected to specific learning goals we've set for students, right, while valuing that idea that something that is exciting is going to grab students' attention as we move them through a particular learning pathway, right? Finding that balance, really narrowing in on what our purpose is for using a specific tool is so important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, making sure that there is intention behind introducing all these things so so that students don't just think of it as a pastime or a treat or something extra that you know, they start to see this technology as useful, then they'll treat it more usefully and the lessons can be more useful. So it's a win, 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 several wins in one. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, as we think more about what careers will be in the future, what storytelling is going to look like in the future, right? If these are experiences that will work their way into students' lives from many different angles, right? We really have a special role for making connections to to those real-world experiences as well as the content, right, with our students. Definitely. So I think we talked a lot about lower education, you know, pre-K, elementary. I want to extrapolate a bit more towards high school or even higher ed college, what are some ways that VR can be applied in those more upper level classes to where, you know, a teacher can introduce this technology and create some sort of meaningful curriculum around it? So when it comes to students, right, even younger students are, are able to do this, but especially for our middle school, high school students preparing, you know, from a college and career readiness standpoint, I really am excited about the opportunities for students to become content creators in the virtual reality space, right? So, you know, sometimes you hear these, you know, that content consumption versus content creation when it comes to kids reading and viewing and watching things on devices, right? Well, we can really empower them as content creators as well. Not to say there's anything wrong with enhanced access to lots of different resources, thanks to different digital tools, but we can really take it to the next level with content creation. And that's true of students 
students making movies, building websites, or telling stories in virtual reality settings too. And there's some low-cost cameras. There's opportunities to do this with no or low (laughs) editing skills, as well as really dynamic experiences that your high school students might be interested in learning or ready for, right? They might have an Insta360 camera, which is one I carry around pretty often, can plug it into my iPhone and and take you know, video and photos on the go, or they might be using something like a Theta camera, uploading those files that they capture, editing audio to go along with that, adding text on the screen, something similar to what they might see in content created by other organizations like Discovery VR. So when it comes to those connections to curriculum at higher levels of education, I think giving students an opportunity to capture and create content um, within the VR space is really compelling. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, for me personally, when I was going through my middle and high school years, there wasn't really a lot of VR going on. But the ability for me to create my own content, I remember when I was in middle school, I was in the basic audiovisual class and my teacher gave us the chance to do a stop motion project. And so, you know, really low cost. We used some pretty basic cameras, but we made a claymation project, me and some friends. And just that ability to create that content really inspired me to want to do it more. And now I'm doing podcasts, you know, and, and I, I am creating content for a living. So it's it's that early introduction to this kind of technology that I think is really important for shaping students, whether or not they know they like these things, the ability to introduce them to it suddenly, you know, could spark innovation, could spark excitement, imagination. Absolutely. And I love that connection that you made too, right? This idea of creation can take so many forms. And if students are interacting with a particular type of media, if we can empower them to create that same kind of media, right? That's a really special, long-lasting experience for those students. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So closing it off, looking a little bit more into the future, what do you see on the horizon? What do you see for technology, it could be virtual reality or it could be new technology on the horizon, but just what do you see for the classroom and its adoption of technology? Keeping, you know, with our theme of VR to start, I think that we're going to see increased access to virtual reality experiences for students and ease when it comes to the creation piece too. Um, One thing that I'm really hoping to see more of, you know, I've just this year was able to work with a group where we did a what would seem like a very simple right Skype connection with an expert on the other side of the world. Right, really was a transformative experience for students. So I think that more organizations, one I'm excited about is Empatico is one that is doing some really neat work with global connections. Um, I do some work with a company called Participate that's really anchored in with thinking about how to connect classrooms and build global competencies around the world um, with educators in different spaces. So, you know, I'm really excited to see what is going to happen in the next few years with really breaking down walls and helping people come together to problem solve, to share their learning. And I think there's room to grow in that space. Um, But I've seen a lot of exciting things in the past few months, and I'm just really pumped to see where it goes moving forward. Yeah, definitely. You know, if if teachers and educators maintain that mentality of purposeful technology, like you said, of making sure that 
when they introduce this new stuff, it's wrapped around a purposeful curriculum and there's a goal in mind, I think the students are going to come out better on the other end. So, Monica, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and giving us your thoughts on VR in the classroom and how it's helping reshape curriculum. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to your favorite articles, podcasts, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time. Till next time.